From the 336 to the 803, it's a lot going on out here in the streets. We just a quick slide down I-85, pull up and see a live coming at your eyes. Straight out the gate, skip all the politics. On this side, we get straight to what it is. Boots on the ground, it is to the streets. Bringing you the real, cause that's what you need. From the 336 to the 803, coming at you live, Mike Fresh and KD. Yo, 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 what's going on, people? It's your boy, KD, and I'm back with my two co-hosts, Lay and Fresh. Welcome back to the 80336. Yo, welcome back for another week, man. We are back at it again, man. So it's so great to be back for another week, man. And I can't wait to get into these topics and and just, you know, have fun with it. So let's go. Yo, I can't believe they let me stay. It was about to be lit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we decided to let you stay. Okay, yeah, let you, let you. you stay. You know, as long as you pay, long as you pay rent, you be okay. good. You know, I'm glad yeah, you got like in there early. <laughs> yeah, pay the it's like rent. that straight, like that straight cat. You just keep feeding, and then so now they just don't. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> By the way, we do accept cash cards and EBT. We in 2021, man. Food's expensive. EBT, I'll I'll take it. Uh-huh. You know, snap benefits, whatever you want to call it. We'll do you it. Take everything. <laughs> well, anyway, like we were saying, it is so good to be back with you guys, hanging back out with you guys again. Um, once again, we have another jam-packed show. So as always, kick your feet back, man. Y'all know the saying, get your popcorn, get everything ready because we about to get into it. Yo, yo, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So first topic, we're going to start it off with a bit of controversy here, as we always like to do on the 80336 podcast. Our first topic for this week, um, I don't don't even know how to, to even describe it or, or even begin to understand it. as a matter of fact i don't even know if i want to understand it but i do want to talk about it with, with you guys man i don't know if you guys have seen uh the the rapper cowboy whatever he is now um lil nas x he, he came up with this shoe shoe collaboration um it, it's some sort of uh i don't know devil worshiping I, I don't know like it's it's some weird w- real weird stuff going on there um like i don't know what he was thinking when he was doing that or coming up with that but he he lost his mind in my estimation but man, i just wanted to gather you guys's thoughts on what in the world was going on and if you've seen that um the, sh- the shoe collaboration that little Nas x has going on with I don't know if it's with Nike, but yeah. No, it ain't with Nike. They they came, they made it abundantly clear. <laughs> this ain't got nothing to do with us, Bucko. So you keep on me. They are trying to sue him right now, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I because saw Because of that, the copyright. Like, yeah, so apparently he must have went and bought, uh, combi- um, collaborated with this company and bought some Air Maxes and kind of threw a, a demonic symbol and it quote-unquote apparently supposedly had a drop of blood in the, the soul or something like that just just a bunch of craziness and nonsense um mm-hmm. i feel like he's doing that for attention because 
the music ain't ain't popping, you know. Old old time road, you know, it was it was a uh, that was the the hit, and everything else ain't really been popping. So you know, he's resorting to to stunts and things like that. So it's I don't know, man. It, it's I mean, I, I get doing stunts, but man, you could have done something else. But I mean, what's y'all thoughts? Y'all feel this publicity stunt, or is he really going off the deep end, or? or Go ahead, Ashley. It's all you. He's crazy. Um, but he took to Twitter um, talking about the shoes. And his tweet was about, you know, him being hated by the church. I guess he was raised in the church. And because he was gay, you know, people talked about him. Mm-hmm. So literally in his tweet, he said that he was hoping people would be mad about the shoes. And like you said, literally everything about these shoes is demonic. The symbol, whether it's allegedly blood in the shoes, even if it's not, just the idea to create that right. and say, just, yeah, yeah that's that. weird. And there is only going to be 666, 666 pairs of these shoes. Like you are trying to be crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lucifer? Lucifer, yeah. we are paging you, Lucifer. <laughs> please come to the principal's office. But then, no, it, all like literally all over his Twitter is talking about this music video, and apparently it's like tied in with the shoes where he is giving the devil a lap dance. This guy is crazy. Yeah, bro. Yeah, he, bro. like you yeah, cannot. Bro. Yeah, nah. Like, <laughs> when you're sitting <laughs> down with your management <laughs> team and you're trying to talk about mm, what's going to be our next music video, nobody thought that was crazy. I mean, words it's the, Kevin Hart. No, no, <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's it's the entertainment industry, so I mean, them letting that type of behavior and stuff fly doesn't surprise me. Um, I mean, we've seen other artists do you know stuff like that in the past or allude to it. Um, I don't know if some of them really do do devil worship or um, or if it's if it's just you know what Lil Nas X says is to get a rise out of people. Yeah, I don't know if I ever seen somebody give the the, the devil a lap dance like that. That was Thank that you. was on some that was on some other uh, stuff. Yeah, like that, that, was, was, that was on some that was on some some more weird boy stuff. I was like, yeah, what? Because uh, you know, because Twitter, you know, just like normal Twitter fashion, everything like erupted on Twitter. Everybody's talking about Lil Nas X, and I got a group chat that I'd be talking with my homeboys on, and they'd be like, yeah, man, did you see this little this stuff going around about Lil Nas X? And you know. You know, none of us posted in the chat because you know, you know, we all, you know, we all, we we all straight. We don't, we don't play that mess, you know. But uh, when it was going on and they was and they was talking about it, you know, the question was, well, what is he doing? What's the whole purpose of this? And people were up there talking about him, like that were his fans, like so. This wasn't, I don't even, I'm not even sure if this was something that was accepted by his fans, but people were up there talking about, okay, what are you doing, bro? Like, we've been with you since, you know, Old Town Road, you know, and whatever other little hits you've had, but nothing like this, you know, and then he tries to get up there and defend himself. He brought up something about it. It, um, how are you going to be problem? How y'all going to have a problem with that? But, you know, slavery and the Holocaust was okay. And it, it just made things worse. 
Oh, and I, I, I don't understand it. I mean, for me, I don't understand it. Now, I mean, keep it at 100. If, you know, it won't on some old devil worship and stuff, you know, the shoes was hot. I mean, yeah, I was the going, shoes, I was, the shoes yeah. was hot. Like, I, like yeah. that's, that, that is, that is what is the most sad thing about it. Like, you could have like advertised these shoes any other way. You didn't even have to do that. You could have, you could have actually went the Nike route and, and had your own shoe with the same color, with the same layout. Just don't say nothing about the whole 666, the whole blood thing. You ain't had to bring any of that information out. Yeah. You could have just kept that to yourself. But the actual shoe itself, the shoe itself is fire. Like, so th- that, I don't have no problem with the shoe. It's just the, my problem is with the premise of behind what he's trying to say. Yeah, that, no, you know the, the imagery on this shoe, but yeah, that yeah. that color, that color. When I first saw the shoe, I was like, "Yo, the colorway is is dope." But the other stuff he's putting on the shoe and the quote unquote blood, I'm, I'm doing air quotes when I say that. Um, and then he had like a scripture on his shoe. I was like, "Nah, fam, I can't get with that. Mm-mm. Can't can't yeah. get with that." But it it it's gotten people talking. People have been bringing his name up. I mean. People we're talking, talking about, him about right. this cat for like you know yeah you're right we're talking about him right now we're, we're talking about, about him right now so i mean well, I they guess say if, if any publicity there's no such thing as bad publicity so i mean <laughs> he wasn't being talked about for a long time and now he is being he talked wasn't. about yeah he's been talked um, about but this is but the question becomes is this the kind of stuff that makes or breaks a person's career like is this the type of thing that derails a person's career or is this something that he can build upon? Because, you know, we've been a part of, you know, scandals and other stuff, you know, from other celebrities. And it has, it, in some situations, has helped their career. In some situations, it hasn't. I you feel know? like if he was a big enough artist, it would make a difference. But the fact that his career really won't much. He didn't, of it, he like, didn't really I have mean, a career. He, right. just yeah. had, he just had a one. Yeah. He, he, truth be told, Lil Nas X had a one it, he's a one-hit wonder. Yeah, and, I mean, I mean, I, honestly, what happens next is going to be determined by the music that he puts out. If he this will break his career if he puts out trash music, and I haven't really heard anything else indicating that you know that I at least I think is is good music or something that even if I don't think it's good, I feel like okay, this is going to stick. Um, if he puts out something. And it's good music. If he puts out good music after this, boom, mission accomplished. But he, well, he just put out album. a new song. See, my, <laughs> <laughs> see my put, point. Like that whole video. Like people are talking about the music. They're talking about the video. They're not talking about oh, that song is hard. Oh, that's a good yeah. song. It's really just about the video and how, I guess, peculiar. And right, no, but, it ain't peculiar. That joke is weird. <laughs> it's just weird. Yeah, but so, but it's really thing. not about his, you know. Right, but here's the music. thing, though. Here's the thing, though. Like, is this song like this? The song isn't good. I don't want to say it isn't good. Well, yeah, it's not good to me. It isn't good. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not good. But like I said, the, his trajectory is just going to be determined by the by what he puts out. He's going to have to follow this up with good music, a hit. He's going to have to do something. The ball is in, is in his court now because, I mean, also, too, we live in the era of social media, man. Next week, something else happened. Guess what happens to Lil Nas X? Mm-hmm. We he forgotten about. As quick as he came. 
Yeah. Yeah, just as just as many people were talking about them this past week, next week when the next thing hit social media, guess what they're not going to be doing talking about Lil Nas X. But if he continues to follow that up consistently with good music, I mean, good music trumps anything. I can I think about for example, uh Rick Ross, when he was in his beef with with 50 Cent, he didn't even respond to 50 Cent. He just kept putting out dope music. I mean, we well, don't need nothing. Fifty Cent. It's hard dope. not to hate Fifty Cent. Dope. Thank you. Dope. I mean, it's hard <laughs> not. not. To. I, mean, I mean, I like Fifty Cent, but hearing looking at some of the trifling stuff Fifty Cent be doing, it's, it's <laughs> hilarious. Just be trolling, you know, folks. the more and the more, the more and more I look at what Fifty Cent does online, the more and the more I understand why he got shot up all the times and is lucky to be alive <laughs> because. He be on some more trifling stuff, <laughs> but but I'm saying, but you see what it did to what did to Ja Rule's career, right? That that beef in, pretty much ended Ja Rule's career because yeah. that combined with him not putting out, like he was kind of putting out decent music at that time with him. Who Ja Rule? Yeah, he was. I mean, was yeah, kinda... I mean, we was talking about how Ja Rule and whenever whenever Ja Rule and Shanti got together, it was Bruh. it was legendary. But towards the towards the he was probably towards the end of that good music run though so but like i'm saying like and then also too like yo um what's the other what's the other shorty's name um oh what's her name the rapper doja cat yeah Mm -hmm. she was on she was in racial chat rooms showing feet and people wanted to cancel her but (laughs) she she put out listen she make i think she's dope i think she puts out Easy music, like <laughs> that's what the internet said. The internet said she was in racial chat rooms so on feet. Um, <laughs> oh, I know y'all hate. I know y'all. I know y'all don't like my race, but you, you like my toes, don't you? <laughs> oh goodness gracious! <laughs> um, so, but man, she 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 has star quality about her. Man, she makes the songs I've heard like good songs, good music. But you notice um, that she's been quiet ever since that. Yeah, but she's still relevant because of her music. And that's all that matters. As long if the music keeping you relevant, you don't gotta do all the extra stuff. You're doing all the extra stuff because your music not keeping you relevant. Yeah, that's exactly you know, what I was about to say. Like the only reason you have to do publicity stunts is if your career is already over. Like you're trying to get people people to talk about you so you can become relevant again. Mm-hmm. Lil Nas is not relevant. Nobody not. cares about Lil Old I mean, Town he's Road. Not. Lil Nas, yeah, he, he blew up off out. of Lil Nas X. Yeah, oh. he blew up off of um off Old Town Road, like yeah. you said. And like, even Billy Ray and, Cyrus ended up stealing his thunder with the little remix. So there really wasn't much to his career. And he was everywhere. He was everywhere. He, he was he everywhere, was, but yeah, on commercials, say, but, all that stuff. Yeah, that song was big with the kids, man. You play Old Town Road. I hate that song. Like, I never liked it. I hated it. I never liked it. When when little kids when little kids hear Old Town Road, that's how like I I feel when I hear back that thing up. When I hear that Metro (laughs) Cold, that's how little kids feel. That's how that's how little kids feel when um when Old Town Road would come on. Like you ever been around little kids or like at a school function in the gym? Listen, mm-hmm. the little kids go crazy when the old time road. When them opening little chords hit the old time road, kids would go crazy. So, I mean, he, I, I stumbled into that, I guess you could say. But he was, yeah. it, it kept him relevant for a minute. But when you make one hit, guess what you gotta do? Make two. You hits. gotta make more. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta make. make more. You gotta be consistent with it. So, at this point, you know, I don't know for his sake, something better stick. Because if not, 
this he just gonna be looked at as a weirdo for for doing this. And thing. what he gonna do after he sell the six hundred and sixty six parachute? Because that's it. Ain't no more. I mean, but, but you know, but, but the crazy thing is, the crazy thing is, I mean, we sitting up here talking about it, but people gonna buy them. They are. That's some the, people that's, will. Yeah, that's that's what's crazy. I, I would be surprised if he didn't sell the six hundred sixty six copies. You know, I I but, would I personally would be surprised. But is he gonna be able to sell them with with Nike suing him suing them now? Oh, that's true. That, that may that may put a halt. Nike probably put a cease and desist on that. Like, nah, bro, don't give us this bad publicity. Yeah, they said they won't tie <laughs> yeah. that with. I told, all. yeah, bro. Like, nah, like, Nike bro. was like, nah, that ain't got nah. nothing to do with us, bro. That ain't got <laughs> nothing to do with us. And I bet Nike you said, it would not ha- it would not have been this swift if they weren't up there on some old Lucifer stuff, right? You know, yep. the yep. fact that the fact that they were like. You know, oh well, you know this got the drop of blood and all that crap in it. Like, nah, mm-hmm. people yep. kind of like, mm, no, no, we can't mm-hmm. do this. But it's you know, like you said, it's it's really interesting. I I do think that if his intention was for to get back into the spotlight to get things back on him, that congratulations, Lil Nas X, you succeeded. Because people are talking about you right now. But not all talk is good talk. So, you know, you're out here talking about the fact of you got you got people's name or people's name is in your mouth or, you know, vice versa. That doesn't that doesn't necessarily equate to a good thing, you know, Mm -hmm. because you could lose just as quick as you gain followers. You can lose followers over the same thing, you know, and then too. Like, like, and then too, like, like I was saying earlier, this is instant gratification, man. This is the social media area. Quick as mm-hmm. we're talking about one thing, we're gonna be talking about something else mm-hmm. uh, next week, tomorrow, in another mm-hmm. hour or two. Like, something can happen next hour, and that could be the new main thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's already kind of fading away now. Like earlier this week, right. it was all you know the buzz, but now closer to the weekend, I mean, nobody really talking about it. People still talking about it, but. Not no, like not they were me. on like last weekend, right? Right. So, and it's crazy. It's crazy just how fast things can go on social media like that. Like you could be, you literally could be hot for one second, and then the next second is on to the next big thing. That well, I take crazy. that back. I take that back because they're gonna be talking about it um, in two weeks on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna be. Uh, oh yeah, because you know everything <laughs> take a while to get to <laughs> Facebook. Everybody, and everything take a while. So your parents are gonna be texting you. See this devil shoe. Mm-hmm. Don't you don't you bring them devil shoes in yeah. this house? That boy don't bring no demons devil. in here. Yeah, don't bring them mm-hmm. demons in here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but think about when you do these publicity stunts, you got to keep doing them. You gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta keep, you gotta top yourself. And if there's no music behind it, then, uh. So then let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Do you think that this marks the end of Lil Nas X? Do you think that he's going to recover from this? He can recover from this. Man, like, it's not it. even people. <laughs> I think he can recover from this now, man. Just because, so from the some of the feedback I was seeing, there were there were a lot of people outraged, but then there were people um, I saw saying, well, you know, uh, he's a... You know, he's um, shaming or blah, blah. These Christians should be ashamed of themselves, blah, 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 blah. They're getting all in an uproar. Um, I thought we were supposed to mock the devil, blah, blah. Like, like just different people want to be contrarians. You know, people 
you know, who were kind of not making, thinking this is as big of a detriment to his uh, career as we may feel like. So that's why I say, I don't know if it'll, I don't know if it'll end him. Um, what'll end him is him not putting out music or putting out good music. That's what'll end him quicker than anything else. Like, cause he'll, he'll come up with another stunt. Like he'll do something else more than likely, but the music is, or lack thereof, is what's going to end him in my estimation. So he'll probably come back from this. Okay. What you think, Ashley? The only thing that he has going for him right now with this stunt or whatever you want to call it is the fact that he mentioned gay and gay rights. Like the whole LGBTQ... Me too. Yeah, the whole community... That's the only thing that's supporting him right now mm-hmm. because that's what he's talking about. Like, oh, well, Christians, they made me feel bad because I was gay. So now everybody that's gay or different, now they're going to support him. I think that's the only reason. Right. Yeah. That's the only yeah. thing that's going to be supporting. Like, even on his Twitter, that's what it was other people that came out the closet like he did. And they were like, oh, I felt what he said, blah, blah, blah. That mm-hmm. that's the only thing that is oh, yeah. probably supporting it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he, he definitely gonna have the support yeah. of, the, of the, the alphabet community. Like he definitely gonna get <laughs> ha, have have them behind him. You quick with it tonight, ain't you? You quick with it tonight, ain't you, Mike? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the alphabet community. Listen, man, it's, they be adding new letters, so I don't want to get it mixed up in a family <laughs> body. So I just say the alphabet community. It, it'd be letters. a different letter ever. Yeah, now I, it was like LGBTQ, and then there was some other letters I seen they just added. So and you know now what, it's just a plus. Yeah, it's, yeah, you know, yeah. But is it something that, I don't know, it's too many. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's a couple letters. more letters. So you know what, you know, I just say the alphabet. That way that covers everything. So they add another letter, <laughs> alphabet. Be good. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. But you know, you guys make good points, but I gotta side with Ashley. I, I think that this is gonna be the end of Lil Nas X. I thought that he was done uh months ago. You know, I mean he put out his last album. Yeah. I mean, did he have a whole album? It was like an EP or something. It was was it an EP or was it I a whole it was, album? It was a it might have been an EP. Now I want to look it up. I mean, he had like one song. He had like Panini. Like that song. That song went hard. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Yeah, he had Panini. That song. That was the best song after the whole his whole little thing. No, wait. There was a song with him and Cardi. I think. Was that his album? Oh yeah. I forgot what that song was. I don't know name of his album though, Mike. I don't know. You you asked. Yeah, he he only had an eat one. Yeah, it was like an eight song. I guess it, you could say it's an album. I, don't, I guess it's not an EP, but it's like an eight songs. Yeah, it was um, something. It was a real small project. No, yeah, it says it. EP. I looked up his albums. It only shows one thing. <laughs> okay, well then there, got, there you go. We got one album and no. twelve singles, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and all of them is old time road remixes. Like that's <laughs> no for. <laughs> <laughs> He got an album full of old time road remixes. He got a dubstep <laughs> remix. He got the hip hop remix. He got the demo remix. He got the saxophone <laughs> remix that you can play at your wedding. <laughs> the um, jazz edition. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
because you you know if you oh add a saxophone in anything, that's that's wedding reception music. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's why you eat the nerves. Stupid. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, I'm telling you, you go to a wedding, you can play any song, just play it with a saxophone, and, and it's an instant. You can play it anywhere. You play back that thing up on the saxophone. You play it at your wedding. What is with you in that like, song tonight? That's his song, I bro. I don't know. Like it's that's just a song stuck, tonight. Stuck in my head, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but any any song, <laughs> any song, oh you can you can play it and you add a saxophone to it. Instant wedding reception music. That is hilarious. Oh my god. That is absolutely hilarious. So with social media being really big and obviously having an influence on lots of children, now it's becoming more of a struggle and I guess a distraction even more so, especially with at home and virtual learning. Mm -hmm. Do you guys think that with kids being at home trying to learn and they're not at school in a structured building that it's going to have an effect on children in the future, like them growing up as adults. You know, that's Hmm. an excellent question. Um, Mike, you want to go first or you want me to go? Uh, It's a very good question. I'll I'll take a stab at it. Um, Okay, go ahead. That's... uh... I don't know. I, I do feel it will have some form of long-term effect because especially, and this is more so for the younger kids, right? The elementary school. Yeah. Uh, Ones that m- maybe need have, they need to have a parent there with them. Right. Yeah. Elementary school, maybe early, maybe sixth, seventh grade, maybe, maybe not, but definitely the elementary school children. Um, yeah, I, 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 it will affect them long term. I just don't know how. At, at, I can't really say how at this point. Um, I know at this point, I know the parents are pretty much sick of their kids. <laughs> um, and just I, I've spoken to a few parents, um, just I, just hearing them lament their frustrations with the whole process uh, at the beginning and just trying to figure it out um, for the teachers from their, their frustration from the teacher side, um, the kids, the frustration and then learning them trying to stay attentive. It's hard enough for me, a grown adult to stay attentive on zoom um, for a meeting for work or, or anything like that. So I can only imagine a six, seven, eight, uh, anywhere from six to ten year old kid um, trying to be alert and attentive and then their parents you know trying to monitor that and then the teacher trying to be in control of a virtual classroom um, that she can't do or see or do really anything for these kids yeah, yeah. you can't really you can't that's really like almost control. 30 kids at one time right right and then you gotta then you know, the parents, you're dealing with the parents doing different things, maybe not feeling like, you know, fighting, not cooperating with the teacher to make the experience easier. They want to do their own thing. Or they're saying, my child doesn't need to be on, blah, 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 blah. My child doesn't need to participate or parents just leaving their child to their own devices. Um, <laughs> just all type kids being easily distracted, kids not, you know, paying full attention or, children being children 
joking around, playing around with the features on Zoom or whatever, just doing different things. So, but the long-term effects, I don't know. I, I, it would be interesting to see though. I would be, I would pay money to hear these kids, um, to hear from these kids once they get high, you know, years from now when they're in high school yeah. and just to see how they were affected or how it did you know, how they manage or how it changed learning for them just in general. But I'm not really sure. I, I don't know the effect it'll have. I know the parents are long-term effects is going to increase the amount of gray hairs. <laughs> that parents get. They're going to get gray hairs a little earlier. I can tell you that, especially if you got multiple kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. That That's an excellent question, though. Okay. Kendrick, what do you think? You know, I want to attack this question in several different ways. Okay. So, my first thing is this. I do think that it will affect a child or granted, if it was a child, if it was a teenager, if you're in high school or, you know, whatever, you know, it's Mike limited to a great when he said that even as an adult, it's hard to pay attention on Zoom. Going to meetings, doing different things of that nature is already hard to pay attention when you're using uh-huh. Zoom as an adult. So I can imagine how it is for a kid, you know, and this kind of it's, it's funny that it kind of ties into um, how people feel about kids being homeschooled in general, because, you know, the, the the misnomer that goes with, you know, kids, you know, all them kids that stay at home, you know, they eat crayons and stuff, you know, that they that they. We- we're gonna talk not, about that later because I was homeschooled. That, thank you very much. <laughs> you know, and, and I'm not saying and I'm not saying that all kids are that way because that it it has a whole lot more to do with the atmosphere that the kid is coming up in, you know, how they are interacting. If you know mm-hmm. a kid has had the chance to learn those communication skills elsewhere versus just being at home from the very beginning you know i had always said that if i did have a kid and it was going to be homeschooled then i would pull them probably somewhere around the fourth or the fifth grade where they have had plenty of time to develop cognitive skills and communication skills to be able to talk to people like normal you know instead of just looking at like so (laughs) that (laughs) because because that is how that is how it is perceived for a lot of homeschool kids that yeah. they do one of two things. Either they lack those skills. And so it's hard for them when they're adults because they never really had a chance to home in and, you know, inculcate, you know, positive behaviors off of those skills, or they just go buck wild. You know, it normally, com- it normally turns out one of two ways. Um, so that is something that, you know, has to be considered as a long term because who's to say how long it is before kids are going to be back in school at a full capacity. It could be this year. I mean, it could be two, three years from now. Who knows? You know, and a real concern that I would imagine that a lot of uh, teachers and other people are going to have to have is how much of this information is really being retained. You know, you have a kid that you're having to teach virtually you know, so you're not going to be able to give this kid one-on-one help, you know, in, unless it was, you know, by some special avenue. You know, you're not going to be able to give this kid one-on-one help. You're talking about you're having to control a class of 20 to 30 kids. They are all from different households. They are all exposed to different distractions, 
and different things. And you're talking about having to try to reel all that in and to make sure that they're focused on the material that you're teaching. That has got to be difficult for a teacher, especially a teacher that really cares about whether or not her kids or his kids are, you know, actually retaining the information that they're going over. Um, That's I think that's that's the biggest thing is are they actually retaining the information? But to your to your point, I did want to add about being someone being homeschooled. I I wasn't homeschooled. I went to the public school. But I think same here from what I from my observation, I feel like I don't think anything's wrong with homeschooling. It's just as long as you have that person, that child, you know, around other kids, because I think Mm -hmm. what happens is when you. The weirdos is because they they weren't around other kids, so they were just around adults all the time. So they like act real old. They do very very early. But the ones that are around other kids, it's important to have your kids around. You know, other kids. It don't don't have to be at school for that to happen, but Mm -hmm. just you know, doing things with maybe other kids who are homeschooled, just as long as they can interact with other people their age. So they have that mix and they they learn, they can still learn those skills as mm-hmm. opposed to you just sitting at home, you know, with your parent or whoever your homeschool teacher is all day. Mm-hmm. Like that's is where those, you know, those cognitive skills fail to develop. And so, and then it comes to bite them, you know, back in the long run when they're adults and so now they're really weird. Exactly. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. So, I think that that's the key to it. That, but I do think, like you said, Kendrick, to your point, are these kids really retaining what? And and I guess that would then be up to the teachers and their lesson plans mm-hmm. to kind of adjust mm-hmm. and to make, you know, be creative. Mm-hmm. And then up to the parents, too, to ensure that they're also, also when they're not on for school, you know, reinforcing what they're learning in school and, and being involved and maybe they may have to do a little bit more um teaching too you know just on the side so that the kids are learning i understand that's hard so I'm, I'm not a, i'm not a parent so i you know I, i'm sure that there's you know different circumstances so i'm not saying that every parent is going to be able to do that but right it may take you know just like with this whole pandemic it, it's going to take some adjustments um so you know i do believe that i do believe that it's going to take some adjustments and you know that was the other point that i was going to bring out about parents you know when you have a child that's you know five six years old you know and and what what happens when you have to you know you work a full-time job and your husband or your wife works a full-time job and you're not in a position where you can work from home you know, to, you know, what are you, what are you going to do? You know, you, yeah. uh-huh. you have your child that that has to get their, um, their education, but okay. Now it puts you in a binding situation because one, either you're going to have to find a way to work from home or you're going to have to find somewhere to take your kid so that they are watched while you work. What does that do? Creates a whole nother set of distractions for the child because mm-hmm. instead of the child being home, in a situation where they are, you know, less distracted, you know, that they can focus on their work. Now they're going to be somewhere else with, you know, all these different moving parts and Mm -hmm. it can cause even more issues. So in that fashion, I do feel like it can, it is, you know, a negative thing per se, 
Um, but it becomes one of those things. What's the alternative? You know, the kids not do anything, period, you know, and they're not being in school and, you know, you know, the, a, a kid having to be retained pretty much to the same grade because, you know, that person, that kid never actually went through school because of a pandemic because you we've been out of people. The pandemic has been going on now for over a year. So yeah. you're talking that's about one. over a year of school time. That, that's one grade. That, that's one grade. That's a whole grade. One you grade. know, so and with, for a kid that would be thinking they would be going to the sixth grade, they're going to have to stay in the fifth grade because they weren't able to get their education. And that's distressing you know, that's, for them, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's stressing yeah. For them. Man, now as an adult, like it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. But man, in school, if you had to stay back in a grade, like mm-hmm. that is that just, was you know, stri- humiliating. For yeah, a, it's, it's, a, em- a it's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's embarrassing because the other kids are going to laugh at you and pick at you because you had to stay behind in a grade. And for you, you're stressed out because now you you feel as a child, you feel like a dummy. Like you don't feel as smart. And that, you know, that affects. That, that affects your you. learning. Yeah, it does. It really does. And the other thing that I was going to be saying is that, you know, especially for me, like, yeah, I went to school for education, but that was only like 50% of it. You know, I would go to school, you know, to hang out with my friends for, you know, everything that is involved in going to school, you know, for kids that play sports, Uh you know, kids that are involved in other extracurricular activities, whether it be band, orchestra, whatever you want to call it. Um, And then think about some of the events that happen, especially when you get into a high school setting. Kids might want to go to prom. Kids might want to go to Mm -hmm. a pep rally. Kids might Mm -hmm. want to go and be involved in these other extracurricular activities that they cannot get involved in. So that now it feels like they're being robbed of this because because of this pandemic, they can't do it. Even if they were at school in some kind of capacity, you know, they wouldn't be able to have a pep rally, at least one that would be the same as the pep rallies that we might been, have been accustomed to going to, you know, going to school. Um, sporting, sporting events. Sporting events, um, yeah. Or graduation events. ceremony. Yeah. I was about to be my next. They couldn't even have a graduation. You can't have, yeah. a, you can't have a normal graduation. So you think about, you know how hard it was. You know how hard you might work to to get where you are in school, and mm-hmm. you get in a situation where you go to graduate, but you can't have a normal graduation. You can't do the whole tassel Got turn and, and and you know all of this good jazz because or, or go out after graduation. Like you, yeah. gotta, your graduation ceremony is on Zoom. Like yeah, yeah you can't <laughs> even walk across the stage. You can't even walk across the Nothing. stage. Like you can't. You know that last because a lot of times, especially like high school. Graduation, a lot of times, the last time you see some of those people. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, the last time you, you are in the same building with all of those people. Exactly. That you, you spent like exactly 12 right. years with. Yeah, that you <laughs> spent, that you know, with. since elementary school and some people since daycare, if they lived in your neighborhood, like, yeah. that. that's the last time. And, you know, like, that's, that's a lot to mm-hmm. have to... You know, and a lot of people experienced it this past year. And I, I think maybe this year, I think there will be more graduation ceremonies. Just the way it looks like, you know, everything's are trending. Yeah, things are trending with this pandemic. But but last year, man, when everything was just so uncertain and it was just way more craziness, just as far as just not knowing what's going on or, or not knowing if we're going to ever 
do things like that again. Like it was crazy and it was a lot of stress. So man, I, I feel for those kids. It'll be some kids in school, kids that are in school in this in this era will always remember. Kind of like how we remember, you know, 9-11, you know, what where grade you in, where you were when you heard about it or whatever. Mm-hmm. These kids are gonna know even more so with the pandemic because this thing has lasted a grade or two. <laughs> so yeah, there's something that when this generation finishes up high school and then graduate and all that, like there's something we're gonna always remember. So it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. That's I was the same thinking, least. yeah, but it's crazy because I, when I was in the store the other day, it was supposed to be like a storm coming through, and I guess they're making it easier where okay if it's a storm then we're just automatically going to do virtually i guess for kids that are doing both in school but social distance and i overheard one of the mom well the mom of the child complaining about it and kids are very impressionable they soak up everything and they soak up emotion too not just what you say what you do but how the mm-hmm. parents are reacting to it, they're reacting more than the kids are. Like these are babies and their whole worlds are being changed and they don't know why because they don't understand what a pandemic is. You're making a big deal about it. Of course, it's it's hard for all of us. But when you have a little one that's looking up to you and you're complaining about it, sometimes I feel like that should just be private. Like, yeah, you can be upset about it. But these kids don't know why you're upset. They're going to think you're mad at them because they're home with you more often. And now you have to step up a little more. You might have to do a little more, like you both said, help teach. Because the teachers, they can't do everything because they're not there. So the parents have to do a little more and step up with the teaching and helping more with homework and stuff like that. So if you have a negative attitude, the children are automatically going to have the negative attitude toward it. That's not going to help with them growing and with their education because they're struggling. They don't even know why. (laughs) And then, like you guys said, with all the different changes, even like we talked about, even in high school grades, things that they miss out on. This, it affects a lot of them. I was homeschooled. Y'all talking about homeschoolers. But, <laughs> but see, you normal. But, see, that's the thing. Yeah, you, you normal. normal. So, you, so you was you around know? other kids, obviously. Hey, you know, so, it's not like I got to worry about you, you know, licking that wall or something, so, you know? Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> like, you know, you know, okay. so, you know how to I, have a conversation. <laughs> oh, my God. You know but you know what's so funny is that I can't remember which one of y'all said about not being, I think it was you, Kendrick, about not being homeschooled from the beginning. I was in school from kindergarten to fourth grade. So fifth grade, I was homeschooled. There you go. Yeah. And my brother, he, I think he was up to like first grade and we both were homeschooled. So it helped because I wasn't the only child. I had a brother and my mom made sure we interacted with other kids. So y'all weren't up there, you know. Yeah. Everything everything that Kendrick said, like. You, you have this to interact. Is, you can't my, think this is that my friend and Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> she got a she she pet her 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 pet she glasses. Got a, case. Pet rock. <laughs> yeah, she got this a, is my she friend got a, Andrew. 
She got a pet two by four, like she just petting it, like <laughs> and then Nettie. Yeah, yeah. So but I think it. But the only thing that is different is that my mom chose to homeschool us. She was an at home mom, so she she knew what she was getting to. Parents, when the pandemic hit, it was like boom, schools are closed. Yep. Take mm-hmm. care of your kids. And so they were forced to adjust right there on the yeah, spot. Yeah, they didn't know. Because mm-hmm. every I know, at least in my area, they were like, okay, we're going to close down for a couple weeks. This is going to pass by. We'll be open back up. <laughs> These parents were going Sight. to the movies. They were going out to eat. I'm like, this is the whole pandemic y'all are in. Um, that It doesn't just work like that. And they didn't know how to adjust. So, it, I mean, it's a lot for them. We're going to see, it's going to be interesting to see exactly how things turn out. Um, Yep. Because this is, this is, this is a new territory for a lot of people. Matter of fact, this is a new territory for all of us because none of us have ever experienced a nationwide pandemic. Not like what we have now where everything has come to a grinding halt. Yo, it's so you, you are having, you are being forced to adapt forced to change whether you like it or not (laughs) exactly you don't have a choice these are things that these are choices that are being made for you so school just like this is just another example of how folks have had to make adjustments on the fly when they might not necessarily wanted to do that you know i can't imagine being a parent now and having to having to deal with those things not to mention it's you know it's hard enough with the parents themselves trying to adjust during this mm-hmm. pandemic. Like it's hard enough on the adults doing this whole thing. So you can only imagine the change of everything going on for the kids who don't really understand. Like they don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. the true magnitude. They don't really truly understand what's going on. They just know every their whole everything's been flipped upside down. Mm-hmm. Um and so not not to mention the kids are going through these changes. Combine that with the parents trying to adjust themselves as well, because it's man, man, this thing affected everybody, every single person, and especially as an adult, when you kind of more so understand what's going on or the magnitude of, of what's going on and how crazy this is and how unprecedented this is, like it's, and then on top of that, having to try and help your child learn or help your child adjust and what they're going through and, and dealing with all that. Like, it's just so, 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 so much. So I'm interested to hear, and I'm sure, man, in the next couple of years, we're going to be getting pandemic documentaries. <laughs> we're going to be getting- You know it. We're going to be getting all types of pandemic documentaries and, and a look back on how this is going to be 10 years from now and some person that was in school, elementary school is going to just document it, you know, document how it affected them and how it changed their life and led them down whatever path they made. I just hope these and, kids will learn how to read and write. Yeah, I hope that's I hope they be. do. I hope they do that during normal times. Like that's <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about these new pandemic kids. Like could you imagine like parents that like really struggle struggle academically trying to help their kids with school? Can you imagine that during normal times? Like, what's the difference during the pandemic? Like, they struggling either either way. Yeah, but they had That's more access at least they to got the a, teacher. Yeah. I'll get right to say, at least they got a teacher there, you know. Mm. Man, this is interesting. Be, it's going to be interesting to see how all of this Man. plays out. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's funny that y'all mentioned, um, you know, staying at home as kids and and all of that that comes with it and how parents have been forced to adjust to that. Well, you know, some people have lost their jobs because of the pandemic. So now they have been forced to have to think on the fly. Um, So that is called being an entrepreneur, being able to take a skill, take something that you have, be able to make some money off of it. So now if you have been following our, our previous episodes, by the way, if you haven't had a chance, go check those out. Like, rate, listen, subscribe. We're on out on all major platforms, Apple Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, you guys name it, we're up there. Anyway, if you listen to our previous episodes, we have a section called The Neighborhood, which we will also be having a new guest later on this evening. But we have had several guests, one up here already, you know, Ashley, we've had, we have uh, Lexi, we've had several other people up here who have already taken advantage of having that skill of being an entrepreneur and growing off of it. And I always ask the question to, you know, the people in the neighborhood, well, what advice would you give to somebody who is starting their own business or wanting to start becoming an entrepreneur? What would be the steps that they would need to take? So I'm going to ask you guys, because, you know, one could say that this is right now we're entrepreneurs. I mean, we're taking the time to, you know, create a podcast. You know, everybody who's listening to this might not know all the extra steps that goes into doing this. So I wanted to ask you guys this. I'm going to start with you, Mike, and then we can go to you, Lay. What really makes a successful entrepreneur? Um... I think the first thing is understanding what you're going to be getting yourself into um, as an entrepreneur. Um, I feel like Ashley, she can maybe speak to this way, way more so than I can. Um, But just even with this, just with this podcast and I do an Instagram live show, um, Fresh and Friends every other Sunday, every Sunday. Um, Make sure y'all check that out if y'all haven't. It's on my Instagram. But just even that, even though it's not like for sale or anything like that, like just the work that goes into it, um, that before the things that go on behind the scenes, before you, whatever, whether it's your product you're selling or video or whatever, before your public offering, you know, goes, you know, you, the public sees what they see, their side of it, all the work that goes into it, um, it is going to be doing things you don't feel like doing when you don't feel like doing it um is is work that goes and i just kind of do it on a small scale and i know several friends of mine who are entrepreneurs who you know this is their livelihood and in talking with them uh, you know i see everything that goes into it it's just understand that it's going to be work and understanding just um just starting honestly, just, just doing it and knowing that it's not going to be perfect. 
um, at first. Um, it take it takes time. It's not going to be an overnight thing. You do have to put the work in. You have to be willing to put the work in. That's not an easy thing. Um, and I feel like those those things is what you know. Realizing those things and then doing those things, I feel like is what would make someone an, an actual um, a, a successful, perhaps a successful entrepreneur. Um, and I, and I, Ashley, I, I feel like I want to let you take more <laughs> more time um, because you know we've spoken to you in the neighborhood and kind of know what what you're into and you're kind of just starting. But I feel like you can kind of speak to this way way better than than I can. So I'm gonna let you kind of take it from here and just kind of speak to this. No, I mean I, I agree exactly with what you said. Um, it does involve a lot of work. I think sometimes when people say, okay, I'm going to work for myself, they think, okay, it's going to be easier than working for a boss. It's usually the complete opposite because when you work for a boss, you clock in, you do whatever they ask you to when you clock out. Whereas if you're working for yourself, you work till you're done, basically. Um, and you have to be the boss. You have to be the employee. You literally have to do everything because you're building this. I, I try to compare it to having a baby. Like you are literally putting everything into this child. Your business becomes your child that you have to take care of, nurture and grow literally from the beginning. Like nobody's going to support your own business better than you will. So that means you have to do advertising, marketing, building whatever it is that you're doing. And it it takes a lot of work. But I think the biggest, I don't want to say the biggest thing because I'll probably say that repeatedly. <laughs> but I think you can't be afraid to fail or mess up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, that's, I feel like that's even us with the show. Like, this is this show gets better and better every week because you always learn. You can learn from yourself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You can always look back. Okay, this is what I did last time or last week. This is the feedback I've gotten. You know what? I think I'm gonna change it up. This might be a better approach. This might be a better way of doing something. Never be. People try to put themselves in a box. You you can never stop growing, and I feel like that should right. be the same way. Yeah, that should be the same way as an entrepreneur. You should always be trying to see how you can better yourself or your own business. You yep. got to think like a CEO. I'm like, these big time. Uh, uh, talk that talk, Ash. She about to be a motivational speaker. She said, oh think my like, God. I hear it. She already yeah. see how she's sitting up there. So she about like to she's a motivational speaker. Her know. next house about to be writing books. Like, <laughs> Come to her seminar. <laughs> I'm dead. Like you have to think like a CEO. Like anytime they have like these, um, what was this show where people used to be the boss, undercover boss. Mm-hmm. And they would go like their story. Like, oh yeah, I wasn't the CEO. I used to start, I used to do this. And then I built my own business or people on Shark Tank. People build their business in their garage and now they're signing papers with these sharks. You literally cannot be afraid to go out there and try something. 
you have to think like a CEO, okay? You know what? These people, <laughs> they could do it. I'm doing too. <laughs> like you can't, you can't be afraid. It, it, I mean, it is nerve wracking. Don't get me wrong. It is very nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you just have to push yourself and be like, look, either you're going to do it or you're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just get up and do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I'm laughing. It was funny you bring up the shark tape because all I can remember is the, the little ad they used to have on Instagram uh, for the black guys <laughs> that had a little sponge for their little hair. They were doing the whole little twist, you know, the twisting their hair up, this, that, and thing. Love that sponge. See, that's okay. Oh, like, that joint was hilarious, bro. That used to be over the- Twitter. <laughs> it used to be over the, <laughs> over the Insta feed, bro. Like, had me out here get ready to get a sponge, curl my hair up. I forgot the name of that thing. Um, but they used to advertise it all. They used to, that, that used to be, like, one of their, like, commercials, you could say, on Instagram mm-hmm. um, of an idea. But um, to, to your point, Ashley, what you said makes perfect sense. And I want to speak, for me personally, I want to speak in two different in two different reflections. Um, one, you know, as this podcast like, you know, you've already mentioned, both of you guys have already mentioned, a lot of time and a lot of effort goes into the podcast. And for all of our listeners out, you know, that's that's tuning in right now, there's so many different moving parts from the, the planning phase, from even when when me and Lay get together um, and we, we brainstorm, you know, as to which topics that we're going to be talking about a week, every week, as we're talking about the podcast and preparing for it for the week. We all do posting. We post on social media, um, whether it be Facebook, whether it be Instagram, whether it be Twitter, Snapchat. We're doing things to promote it, to to make people want to tune in and listen to what we have to say. We're doing the recording process like we're doing right now. Um, we're having guests on. We're you know asking viewpoint questions from our listeners. Um, so there is so much, and, and that's not even the hard part. The hard, the, the last hard part is putting everything together that we have done into a cohesive and finished product that everybody gets to tune in and listen to. Um, so there is a lot of moving parts that goes into each and every week that we do a podcast that people may not even know about. But we do that because we understand what it takes to make this podcast be successful, you know, and that is something that cannot be taught. That is something that you have to have, you know, because not everybody has that same drive. I mean, you, I'm sure that both of you guys can name people that you may work with or that you may have worked with in the past that just have kind of had this whole lackadaisical attitude towards their job, towards what they're doing at their job. Um, and they just really, you know, act like they don't want to be there, like they don't care. You know, meanwhile, you get in there and you're doing what you're doing to make your money. You know, that's that's part of that's part of that mentality that you got to have. Everybody doesn't have it. Um, so everybody, it would be foolish for me to sit up here and say that everybody can be an entrepreneur because everybody doesn't have that. Everybody doesn't have the patience for that. And literally every person that we've had on this podcast that has been at um a guest in the neighborhood had told us that there are times where things get difficult. There are times where you may have thoughts that you're like, oh man, do I really want to do this anymore? Is is this becoming a chore more than a hobby? Um, these are all questions. These are all things that you have to go through. 
um, that's part of those growing pains. That brings me into my next statement as a DJ. You know, I've been DJing for nine years now and people, lots of people have, you know, heard me DJ and, and I have been to several different places, several different states to do different parties. Um, and I have, I have had a blast at everyone that I've gone to, but it's work that's involved in that. Getting all your music together, you know, having everything cohesive, having everything sound fine, the travel, getting there and setting up, you know, making sure that you have your financials taken care of. Um, if you having to stay overnight, um, there is so many different moving parts. Like two years ago, I believe I had to do a major update. So I had to buy all new equipment, um, which is, which is, you know, Yikes. an expense. Yeah, but you know, but That's I mean, expensive. but I can't, I mean, but you know, but you know, I, 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 yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, mm, it hurt. But at the same time, I look at it from the fact of, okay, my last equipment was used that I, I bought from a friend of mine um, when I, when I first started on this journey and I had this equipment for seven, eight years, the money that I had made off that equipment is probably six, seven times the amount that I paid for those speakers, you know? So I got my money's, I got more than my money's worth out of it. Yeah. So when it came time for me to have to upgrade, to go to a digital setup, I knew that, yeah, it was going to be an expense initially up front. However, is it going to pay for itself? Uh -huh. You know, jumped out there and did it. Guess what? It's paid for itself already. So, yeah, you know, I took a hit as far as with COVID and, you know, um, parties not being able to pan out because people ain't been having them because of COVID. But, mm -hmm. you know, that doesn't change the mindset that I have. This is still something that I love to do. This is still something that I enjoy, you right. know. And as long as this is something that you're doing, any hobby that you're doing, whether it be decorating or, you know, making something or, you know, providing a service to somebody, you know, if you're not, if long as you're happy doing it, then that's going to be your drive to continue to make you move forward and um, continue to build off of the foundation that you already have. And then, of course, listening in to people like we're talking right now about people who have already been down this road of starting a business, been down the road. And, and you know, my little DJ thing is nothing. I mean, when it compares to other people who have actually made a living off of, you know, whatever it is that they decide to do, whether it's them making something, providing a service, doing whatever, they make a actual living. This is where their bread and butter comes from. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's 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 so many different. We, we could literally sit here and talk about this all night long, but there are yeah. so many different ways that and to, you benefit. And to your point, um, I don't really consider myself an entrepreneur just because what I do, it's it's not a source of income involved. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to um, disrespect those who are entrepreneurs where they, they are, whether it's, you know, they're just going all in and making it this, you know, whatever they're doing, their sole source of income or they're taking uh, financial risks um, to pursue whatever it is that, that they're doing. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess with an entrepreneur, there's a, I guess there's that element of financial um, risk 
I, I guess you could say would be the right term. I guess risk would be the right term mm-hmm. that is is involved with it as well. So um, because anything else is just what maybe a hobby or mm-hmm. you know pastime. But when once you start um, involving financial risk in there, whether it's you know your source of income, people are quitting. You know, you quit the, some people quit their jobs mm-hmm. in order to go in whatever they're doing. You know, they're going to become entrepreneurs and whatever they're doing full time. So that's, you know, maybe something guaranteed to something that's a risk um, that, that's involved. And like Ashley, to speak towards what Ashley's saying, it's, it can be scary, I'm sure. Um, you go from that sure thing to something you don't know is going to pan out and to being having to be employee, having to be boss, having to be, you know, every department, so to speak. And in the beginning, not knowing if, if it's going to pan out, not knowing, like, understanding that in the beginning there's going to be some loss you know being able to it's going to be some ramen noodle nights <laughs> it's going to be from <laughs> you know what working that guaranteed <laughs> nine to five where you know after five o'clock you're done with that job for the day as opposed to working uh all night <laughs> yeah you know mm-hmm. all night with and you're still not and it's constantly on your mind and and you know, now you got to pay yourself for, you know, okay, when you're an entrepreneur, ain't no PTO. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you don't work, you don't get paid, you know? So those risks involved. So I did kind of want to correct that from a little bit earlier. Cause yeah, you know, I do a little Instagram show, but I don't, that's free. You know, that's not any loss out of my, I go to work Monday. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, but don't, but I mean, but don't say it so short, man, you know, just because you might not be getting paid off or something doesn't take away from having the entrepreneur um, mindset because in, at least in my eyes, what you do with fresh and friends, you know, and if you guys haven't checked it out, make sure you go and check out his page. Um, We'll put his information on uh, the 80336 page. So just in case, you want to swing through, check them out. We definitely encourage it. But for what you're doing, you know, that 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 is a level of entrepreneurship. You don't necessarily have to be doing something and making money off of it. Now, if you decided that that's what you wanted to do somehow, um, or if you wanted to move that into something else where you could be making money off of it, then that's different. Um, but you're, you're basically still, a TV show host. Yeah. Yeah, you got your whole you got your whole voice. Well, Montel Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to kicking it with Mike Gibbs. <laughs> On today's but like episode, even, <laughs> but like you both were talking about with especially financial situation, I think sometimes that is a big fear, mm-hmm. but sometimes you have to look at it as an investment. Like right, you have to invest in yourself. Absolutely. Exactly. That is what you, is most you important. You do. You'll have the money because you always have money to spend on something else. So you have to decide, okay, so instead of me, you know, spending X amount of money on something I don't need, how about I invest this money into a business? We've got all these mm-hmm. stimulus checks. Mm-hmm. You like there's always a way you can invest in yourself. Don't say nothing slick, Mike. I saw you, Mike. <laughs> 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 she sound like LLC Twitter. She... <laughs> 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 like, every, 
like you have to invest in yourself. You have to look at, okay, this is something I could really do. And I saw this post on Facebook that I keep trying to remind myself. And it's like, one day your small business is, or your hobby is going to be your source of income. And that's what you want to look at it as. Like, okay, if this is something you really want to do, you have to put that work into it. You're not working for a boss. And you can't really even look at it as working for yourself. From that point on, you're working for your customers. Whether, like you said, either whatever service, if you're making something, you're working for your clients. You want to do whatever you can to make money, but to make your clients happy. That's exactly right. Yeah, and, and, and and it and it takes it take yeah, it takes a little bit of time to kind of get your mindset used to that, get your mindset right, um, in order to to start thinking along those lines. But once you got it, it's like You ready. You ready, you know, and and that opens up they say it's almost like, you know, when they say you learn a new language. Learning a new first language is always the difficult one. But once you have that one down, if you chose to learn another language, it was like boom, 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 boom. Yeah. It's a lot easier. So if you already have that mindset that you can be an entrepreneur and all of the steps that is involved in it, then you can you can flip it and do whatever you want to with it. There are so many ways people make money out here from washing cars to cutting grass to to doing whatever you can be an entrepreneur all it takes is just a little bit of time a little bit of practice and of course you're going to have to be willing to bet on yourself but if you know that the work that you do and the quality of work that you do speaks volumes then i mean by all means go for it you know and i feel like i feel like uh every i feel like maybe almost maybe not every but i think every major or large corporation started as a small business in some, in some, in some way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. Amazon, you know, started Apple. off. Apple, Apple started in the garage. Yeah. So, you know, it can grow. And it, I mean, it's not guaranteed by any means, by any stretch of the imagination, but. It's a possibility. Every, it is a possibility because every major corporation, every billion dollar that's kind of part of the machine or someone who's considered the man now was at one point a small business, someone just getting started, whether it's Amazon, Apple, um, Uber, you know, just you name it, Netflix, whatever the case may be. It was something small and then it caught on and then it grew and now it's a conglomerate. And so there's someone right now who's doing a small business in, a couple years is gonna is gonna be a billion dollar corporation. It's it's somebody I don't know who, but we're gonna look back five or ten years from now, and and there's gonna be and I also feel like there's gonna be something started during the pandemic that's gonna become like a like what Amazon you know so essential to our daily lives is gonna become a billion dollar corporation. It's gonna become a major major corporation. So something somebody's starting right now. So if you're listening to this and you have a, a small business or something, it could possibly you could possibly be that million billion dollar corporation years down the line because of what you're starting right now. If you guys are listening, make sure you guys uh, email us so you could be on the neighborhood too. 
Yeah. yeah anybody. A- yeah. We encourage anybody out there who has um, their own, you know, business, their own little side hustle that they're doing. Please, please reach out to us. Um, DM us. If you don't even use the email, DM us. You know, all of our pages are attached to that, um, to the 80336. Um, or you can DM the 80336 page itself. Uh, we will be more than happy. We already have several people who um, we're excited to get on, ex- including the one that we have coming up next. Um, so we're definitely excited. We're ready to um, get you on and help promote you, help promote your page and and all of the things that you're doing. I mean, we have had a really we have had a plethora of talent that has been up here so far. And I mean, it's, it's been fantastic to really see the creativity that people have and you know I, I know i mentioned cutting grass and doing that kind of stuff i mean yeah anybody can do that but some of the things that people have been doing just creating things with their hands is is just phenomenal i mean but and, you say that you say that a like cutting grass right but i mean who knows a person who's doing small business cutting grass can become the next i don't know john deere yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not knocking. So, yeah, I'm not knocking nobody. No, 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 no. I, I get what that. you're saying. Yeah. No, no. I, I get what you're saying. But I'm saying, like, I'm just saying, like, starting something small, mm-hmm. it can become, you know, uh, a landscaper. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, and what I'm saying is to to Kendrick's point is, you know, before you become that billion dollar cor- corporation, make sure you stop stop by here, eight hundred three six podcast the neighborhood, so that when you become a billion dollar corporation, you don't forget about your boys. And your mm-hmm. girl, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so that yeah, way, yeah break us off, break us off a little piece of change. You know, it's it's a give and take type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, support the homies. Yeah, we can. You know, you can say that way. We can say, man, we supported y'all. You know, you can say in your little story, man, the 80336 podcast believed in me when I was nobody, and then, you know, now that you're a multi billionaire. You know what I'm saying? You can bring us off a little something. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll be a bigger podcast. Yeah, right? oh yeah, we're gonna be a bigger podcast. Bigger than. Then. Yeah, we're gonna be bigger than. I'm trying, you know, we're trying to do interviews like Oprah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we, <laughs> we can interview the prince and the princess, you know, oh, another country. Week. Oh, you know what I'm saying? By, by that time. I'm trying. <laughs> you gonna I have those week. exclusive. The, the oh neighborhood, the, the neighborhood gonna be the subdivision. You know what I'm saying? Coming mm-hmm. up next, so you're right. You, you know, we're gonna be. It, it's a growing process, so we we growing right along with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. Could you be mine? All right, so it's now time for our next next segment of the show. We have yet another interesting guest, another dope guest on this week's uh, episode or segment, The Neighborhood. So I wanted to bring uh, a good friend of mine, man. He's a good dude, dope dude, man. And I wanted to have him on and talk about what he has going a little bit, man. He has a He's in a unique uh, business, and um, I want him to tell the world what I know. Uh, they, you know, his product is unique. It's one of a kind. So, man, go ahead and introduce yourself, my my brother, and, and tell the people uh, a little bit about your stuff. All right, I'm Demarcus of uh, Indubitable. That's my name brand. Um, so, I do offer uh, men's fragrances, uh, female fragrances coming soon. Started about two years ago. Um, 
in between time, just been getting things ready. I just la- I launched last August. Uh, it's been a long process, a lot of trial and error, but finally I developed something that I was happy with and uh, able to offer. So that's underway. You got the sunglasses uh, actually releasing tomorrow, which is what the the third, April third, and uh, also got another business venture I'm working on. Nice, nice. So kind of talk to us a little bit um, first about the cologne, and then we can get into the sunglasses a little um, a little later on. But what kind of made you want to get into? What got you interested in wanting to start a fragrance line, or you know, start your own cologne business, so to speak. So with the, the fragrance line, uh, I'm, I'm the type of person that always uh, likes to see uh, people in a good mood, uh, people feeling better about themselves. Um, I, I started off doing photography, uh, helping people to, to look their best, feel better about themselves. And then one day, uh, me and a, a friend, we were just thinking, we were like, hey, wouldn't it be cool to, to start up a cologne? Uh, we gave it a shot and it went horribly, horribly wrong. Uh, we probably put about three days into it and then we were like, yeah, yeah, this is something that we can't do. Uh, But we, we lacked a lot of, uh, resources, uh, a lot of the funding. We scrapped it at that time, but I guess about, about two years ago, I decided to to revisit it. I did some more research, um, looked at some, um, tutorials, some informational things. I started really getting serious about, uh, applying for permits and, uh, getting some real materials to work with. And then it uh, just started escalating from there. So you said like applying for permits. So what type of permits do you, you have to have in order to, to make a cologne? I didn't realize there were permits involved. Yeah, I didn't know either, but I'm, <laughs> yeah. I imagine they would have to be something, you know. <laughs> right. And like you would put like no juice in a bottle and just spraying it on stuff, so. They, is it because they just want to make sure you're not, you know, being Walter White out here mixing, <laughs> making your own... <laughs> <laughs> chemical mix out here or, or kind of talk about that because that's, that's interesting I didn't know that okay so the permit is a, uh, is an alcohol permit you have to use a, a special type of alcohol to make the mm. colognes and they'll let you buy it up to a certain volume but beyond a certain volume you have to have a permit you have to fill out this sheet go through the, the tax and trade bureau and all that so that took about four or five months to get approved uh, once you get that, though, you can start production pretty much. There are specific guidelines uh, you have to abide by if you're selling in uh, Europe and different nations. The United States is a little more lenient, but it's always good to kind of follow uh, those restrictions and guidelines. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, like I said, I, I didn't know that, but it make, makes sense. So um, the the name of the your product indubitable it sounds so so sophisticated so important like yeah i need to oh, be yeah. wearing some of, some of that indubitable or something like that like it sounds <laughs> <laughs> it, it sounds like something i can't afford right but <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah but but talk about where you came up with the name because um i'm you know i'm familiar with your product man your your branding is is top tier from you know the logo the name everything that comes with it when you you know send in your packaging all of that is, is A1 from the jump. So just talk about the name and how you decided to brand it the way that you did. And, and yeah, just explain that to us a little bit. All right. So the name, um, like you were describing, I wanted something uh, that when you hear it, it strikes the emotions of of elegance, of sophistication, you know, a little bit on the expensive side. So I started thinking, and I remember it back to uh, 
back when I first started college, it was maybe the first year or two, just one random day, this guy, he came up and he was like, hey, y'all, I got a new word for y'all. Indubitable. And I was like, what that mean? And it means, what it means is uh, sure to be. Um, so he, I thought about that. I was like, hey, that, that's pretty cool right there. And it kind of stuck with me all the time. And I, I started using it, you know, in my vocabulary and in my sentences and such. And when I was looking for a name for a brand, that's what came up. So I have a, um, I have a graphic designer in Charlotte. Uh, his name is Jordan. And I went to him and I said, hey, man, I'm looking for a logo. Uh, and I explained, you know, that I wanted to be, you know, a little on the fancy side. I wanted to be uh, mature. I wanted to be elegant. Can you create something for me? So he comes up with the uh, this eye that you see in the middle. I mean, you see it on my shirt right there. He comes up with this, oh, with this right here. And I say, okay, I can work with that. So you can see it's got the little swirls in it. I said, this is perfect. So we started working from there. And from that point on, uh, anything that he designed for me, uh, he kept that in mind. Nice, nice. So what, what we'll do is we'll we'll post um, when this drops, we'll, we'll post your logo on, on the IG page. So that way people can take a look at it, get a closer look at it, because it really is a dope logo. It really exudes what you said that that word means and then everything it embodies all of that from the name to the logo. So it all kind of, kind of fits, fits together. And it, like I said, it can, it sticks, it's a branding uh, thing at this point. So it can be applied to anything, not, not just the cologne. Like you said, you have the shades coming out and all that and some other things in the works. So it, it can be, you know, a whole entire brand that can right. go far. So now of, of course, kind of in this, the obvious thing, man, with, with COVID and quarantine and, and all that, man. So how has that, uh, you know, impacted your business, whether it's sales or your creative process or like all of that? How, how does that, how, did, how has COVID kind of impacted things? Cause it's it's a big thing now, of course, um, right. obviously. Speak towards that. Well, it's funny cause uh, when I first started, you know, getting everything together, you know, it was about a year in and then COVID hit and I was like, ah. There's no way I'm going to be able to, to sell uh, right now. People are losing their jobs. Uh, people staying at home. They can't go outside. I said, you know, it, there's no way I'm going to be able to sell this. But what it's done is, is, is being that I've been able to be at home a little more, it's given me time to kind of focus on it, uh, to develop it a little more, to test a little more. And then uh, I had a friend that pretty much said, well, you know, people are still shopping on Amazon. You know, they're still going out getting all these packages even though we're in the pandemic you know and the, the playstation was about to drop people were buying playstations in this pandemic so um, you can go ahead and sell your product and i thought about it for a few days i was like well i said yeah let me let me go ahead and, and launch it and see how it does so i was able to launch it and she was right you know people people are still buying uh, people still wearing colognes uh, even though uh, we're in a time right now where everybody's wearing masks and it might not be as easy uh, for others to smell it. You know, people do enjoy the, uh, the smell themselves. That's what's up. That's people want to smell good, even if nobody else can smell them. Yeah, right. Yeah. right. <laughs> exactly. 
So, so tell me, I know you ain't going to be able to, I know, you know, it might be like G14 classified or, you know, like a, <laughs> you know, like, you know, <laughs> Colonel Samuel's recipe or something, you know, it's, it's not made for the, the general public, but tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about the whole process of actually making your cologne. Like, you don't, I don't, I don't, I've never heard of anybody making a cologne. So like, this is like completely new for me so like what is the what is the what is the real process of that you know how long does it does it take you know the i'm assuming that you gotta like test your batches out and make sure everything you know smells on the up and up like how does all that work yeah okay so like you said it is a rather lengthy process um not the development part is just kind of the testing phase so what you do is you get your materials, whether it be uh, essential oils, uh, aroma chemicals, um, different forms of uh, absolutes of materials, concrete, naturals, whatever you use. Um, once you find a mix that you like, um, you have to dilute it. Um, okay. Different people dilute it with different things. Uh, alcohol is most common, but you know some people make oils and such, which is a similar process. But right. once you once you add that dilutant, you have to wait a while because it's going to smell different once that chemical reaction takes place. Uh, you might have to wait uh, two weeks, might have to wait four weeks. Uh, you want to shake it in between time. So that's when the um, the, the length of time comes into play. Uh, you might go two, three weeks, go back and smell it and be like, oh no, this ain't it. You know, with me, I originally had a formula right before I launched. And then, um, you know, I had it together. I said, yeah, I like this. And I presented it to uh, to my dad. And he wore it. And he was like, hey, you know, I, I like it, but it doesn't last too long. It only lasts about hours. So I had to go back and redevelop it, and, uh, find some other materials to make it uh, last as long as I wanted to. Two years to find a formula that I was happy with. I've gone through maybe... 80 formulas in between time just trying to uh, tweak it just the way I like it. 80 formulas, bro. That's a... Wow. Wow, bro. And, and, that, and that goes to show you just like with any process. You know, we buy... You, you know, you can buy cologne anywhere. And that's what's really interesting about it because I know for the ladies... I mean, I'm not really sure, but I know I can speak for men. Cologne is something that is so broad, especially when it comes to the price of it and the variety of it. There is, I mean, you got colognes that Ralph Polo Lauren, I mean, you know, high dollar colognes that can easily be two, three, four hundred dollars a bottle. Yeah. And it's like a, a small bottle, you know, mm-hmm. versus, you know, if you want to go to walmart and buy some axe body spray for 399 <laughs> like there, there is such yeah. a you know there is such a wide variety that you can choose from so when you or well, I, I do want to ask you that how did you how were you able to you know measure out all of that you know figure out how you wanted to you know charge your pricing you know because when you're when you're trying to find yourself fitting in the market you don't want to sell yourself short but you know, right, time right. is also time is also money. The older I get, the more I understand. Time is right. money. You know, it you you waste you have to use all this time, exert all this energy to make sure that your product is at that high level that you want it to be at. So 
how did how did you how did you come up with all of that? How did that system work? So fragrance is uh, one of those things. Uh, some people do it as a hobby, but it can easily be uh, a really expensive hobby, um, especially when you start getting into naturals. Uh, you can get a vial that big of rose and easily pay $230, dollars $300. You know, uh, it's mm-hmm. that expensive. Uh, some materials you can get you know, five, six dollars, three dollars. Citruses are, are fairly cheap. But it just depends on what you use. I think that's where the, the big variation in prices come in at. Um, I use a few expensive materials, but I also uh, use some that are not so expensive. Kind of a good a good blend in between. Um, my goal when I make my formulas is to get them uh, number one to smell like I want them to, and then number two to make them last. You know, because I don't want to be applying my scent. All day, I don't want to carry around a bottle with me. I want to be able to um, spray it in the morning. Maybe come back six, seven hours later. Um, hopefully, my day is done by then. But if I need to, I can spray it again. So that's one of the things that I um, I kept in mind as well. Um, something that that'll last. That's what's up. I, I, yeah. How would that's you what... describe? Yeah, that 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 takes like a lot of time. How would you describe like the fragrance that? Because you like mentioned a couple of times something that you would like personally. How would you describe your own fragrance? So mine, it has a, uh, a citrus opening. Uh, it's real citrusy in the beginning. It might last maybe 15, 20 minutes uh, before it evolves into like a almost lavender type. Uh, it's a little on the sweet side, and which from then... It evolves into a orris, kind of like a buttery scent, and then it uh, it mellows out <laughs> after maybe about two hours into like a a sweet woodsy dry down. So overall, it's it's kind of fresh with that uh, slight citrus opening, which is um, something that I I kind of I like. I don't like uh, colognes that are too heavy, uh, too woodsy. You know, you starts uh, aggravating my allergies. Right. But from what I've been told, uh, people who do have uh, allergies, they haven't had too many issues with my fragrances. I don't know if it's the materials or if it is because it's so light, but that's uh, what I shoot for. And that's that brings up another uh, great point, a point that I didn't even really think about. So as someone you said, did, you know, you suffer from allergies. Did, did that play a part into the process, the creative process and the coming up with something that would be easy for you know, for people with allergies, we deal with allergies a lot. Uh, I wouldn't say so. Um, for a few years, my allergies have been, they've been behaving. So I haven't <laughs> had to worry about much. <laughs> okay. Only, only problem I run into is if, if they do act up and I'm not able to, to smell as good as I can. But for some strange You've been living we, in a house for a year, so you don't have to smell yeah. too much of anything. <laughs> <laughs> like even the pollen doesn't really bother me That's currently good. currently but like for some strange reason when i started uh this whole process i was able to, to smell things a little bit better like i remember going to work one day and i was like somebody got some roast beef you know it was all the way down the hall in the cafeteria i don't know if that had anything <laughs> to do with it Maybe I, was hungry. I don't know <laughs> it kind of kicked in i felt like spider-man a little bit 
Awesome, awesome. So now we were talking about this um, in our last in last segment. I definitely, like I said, I wanted to get your your opinion or your thoughts on this. As someone, an entre- entrepreneur, as someone who's been doing this for almost a year, not not quite, a little shy of a year now, um, just from what you know and what you've seen of others, what do you think um, does it that it takes to become a successful entrepreneur? What what have you learned so far? Um, the good things, you know, ups, downs, and in between. So, kind of speak to that. Um, like what, what, in your your opinion, would you say that it, it takes to be a successful entrepreneur? A few things I've learned. You got to be in constant contact uh, with your customer base. Uh, you got to be reasonable. Uh, sometimes you got to bend a little bit. Sometimes you even got to be willing to take a loss if it requires that. So it requires that constant attention. And don't be afraid to invest. You know, is is your product um Sometimes it'll hit you in the head at the beginning, but you got to look at the wrong, at the long run, uh, plan things out. Nice. So in this, uh, in this process, um, what are some of the, I guess, growing pains from, I know you said from the process side, kind of figuring out what works, but what about just from the, the other side, the business side, the entrepreneurial side, what, you know, growing pains, if, if any that you've gone through, you know, thus far and, and what, you know, if you've learned, what have you learned from it? Marketing. Uh, marketing is one of those things that is really complicated um, from, from developing a website uh, to getting people to actually go on that website, uh, to making sales, getting the word out, uh, paying for marketing, creating your own marketing. Uh, thankfully, um, I have a photography background, so I'm able to do uh, a lot of my own photos. That saves a little money, but I would imagine that can get really expensive, which I'm, I'm still going to um, go into that as well. But a big thing also that I've learned is that um, you have to delegate. You know, delegation will save you a lot of stress and anxiety. Uh, it's something that's really, I've found really necessary. Just paying awesome. people to do things that even though you might you may have some knowledge of, uh, paying a professional in that area uh, will get you further than, than you working on something for two weeks that could take them two days to do. Right. Can't do it all. Yeah. Yeah. It's important to have a you support you to have a team, you know, to be able to delegate to, you know, because if if you have to be able to be 100 percent invested in what you're doing. And uh, you don't want to like half-heartedly do something, you know. Especially when you when you're when you're breaking down a formula like that and and trying to make your product as great as it is, um, right. you you definitely got to make sure that you have one hundred percent. You're giving it your one hundred percent. So that that's what's up. Um. So I do have another question for you. I know we I know we like press conference right now on you with all these questions. <laughs> um, so we, we was, <laughs> we was going to try to keep it brief, but like the question is just rolling right now. Um, a big question that we like to ask is for people who are starting their business or so starting what they want to do. What kind of advice would you give them? So somebody who was, you know, saying, hey, you know, I possibly might want to get out here and do this or do that. What kind of advice would you give them? Shop around, plan 
uh, especially if you're uh, going into the, the product industry where you might have to do a lot of wholesale stuff. Uh, wholesaling can get expensive really quick as well. I remember when I uh, when I first started, I said, well, I'm going to get somebody to make me a bottle, uh, to print my logo on there, to make the boxes and all that. And then I went on Google and I, you know, I found some companies. I said, hey, you know how much I want? 200 boxes. And for the most part, 200 boxes is is not is not a wholesale price. They're gonna want you to have 5,000, 10,000 boxes. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So search around, um, find the best um, seller or uh, material provider that's for you. Um, I was able to kind of break my product down into a different part. So I, I found a supplier for the boxes. Uh, I found a supplier for the bottles. I found a, a supplier for the labeling and all that. And that helped uh, save some things, just kind of planning that out because it can it can be a really big investment when you when you first started something up. And also uh, ask friends too, you know, consult with friends. Uh, you can find a professional, someone who's uh, starting in the business that you want to do. That's very helpful as well. So I'm gathering the biggest thing is planning and delegation. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you definitely got to delegate. <laughs> definitely. Okay. Okay. Well, of course, um, last but but certainly, certainly not least, please tell everyone where they can buy your products. Um, tell us, tell the people where they can find you on social media. Um just right. this is the time oh. promote your social oh, media tell what you got going all that all right so uh my main uh source of uh selling is is my website which is indubitablehouse.com um it's linked to my instagram account it's indubitable house i also have uh facebook uh, which i believe is also indubitable house um that is where i do um, 98% of my sales. Uh, if you catch me in person, I can, but it's probably going to turn into an online order anyway. But that's where to find me at. Cool, cool. Uh, yeah, man. Um, like like Mike said, um, we are I'd be thrilled to have you on this week, man. Um, like I said, it's been a blast. Um, we definitely are going to have your information up on the page. So for anybody who didn't catch that website, we will have it up on the actual Instagram page on our IG page. So that you could check him out, check out um, the bro, see what he's got going on, see if he's got something up there. Oh, you know what? I know we said that was the last question, but I got one more. And then I promise, <laughs> I promise we're done. I promise. <laughs> okay. So. I'm surprised that Ashley didn't say anything about this, but what? is there something in the works for like maybe like a lady's perfume or something See, along those lines? I didn't lines? have to ask. I heard him. I heard him <laughs> say something about a lady's in the work. That's why I was hoping he was going to say something about it eventually, but he was just talking about the guys. So I was like, I'll just let y'all talk. You know, because I mean, you know, I, 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 I'm <laughs> I, I was asking. waiting. That, that's kind of what I was hinting to when I was asking about like the fragrance, what it smelled like. Like, of course, you know, I want to know what the guys smell like, but I want to know <laughs> what you I have in you, mind you. for, you know, the perfumes for the ladies. I got love for the ladies too. 
Um, so, <laughs> so actually, I think it was last weekend, I met with a retired perfumer. Uh, he's going to be mentoring me on uh, on developing this women's scent. Um, it's going to be called Liquid Rose Gold. And that's all I can say about it right now, but... Okay. I like the name. I'm right. the name. Okay. 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 <laughs> See, man, I told I told y'all, man, his his branding, his name, like everything is a one, and like it's everything about it, man. That like, and that's not something that that I think that's an underrated part too is is branding, and because mm-hmm. you can have the product, the product could be quality product, but sometimes when you're starting off, is giving people a reason to want to you know, support, support your product outside of your friends or people who are going to support regardless because it's you and they know you and they want to show love, right? But to the right. stranger, right? And they say, you know, Debra, why, you know, why should I buy this cologne? They see your marketing, they see your branding. That, that's, it's enticing marketing, it's enticing branding. It, it feels, like I said earlier, it feels important. Like, it feels like it's something that the upper echelons, the top, you know, top tier folks who wear something I should have. And that, and a lot of folks don't, don't develop that early. So early, um, right. early on in their, in their process, like you have, and right. I know it's, I know it's only going to, as you learn more, as you continue to grow, it's only going to go up from here, but just this early in the process, you having that part down pack, man, that speaks a lot to your creativity and to your mind and the way that you think. So that, that's real, real dope. Appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah, Mike. So, what's better, or even better, than having all of the colognes that um, you know Debro has out right now? He has something special going on right now on his website. So, if you're a little hesitant to buy a, you know, the big um, bottle of the cologne, he actually has samples. He's going to have free samples on his website that you could check out. All you got to do is go pay the shipping. So now you literally have no excuse. You know, you can go on the website, get you a free sample. All you're going to have to do is just pay for the shipping. See if it's something that you like. And, you know, we can go from there. Right. Yeah. 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 So, man, once again, as uh, Kendrick said, man, make sure y'all check out his website to cop some of those free samples. If you like you said, if you don't want to get the big bottle, get the free sample, which I, I know because um, I've he sent me a sample and man, it, it smells amazing. Um, I can only imagine what the scent for the ladies is going to drop once that once he gets that. I'm excited. Gold. Do we have like a <laughs> right. you know like a release date or anything? Something in the works, maybe, or it can't be disclosed yet. I don't yeah, don't know. put that man on the spot. No, listen, oh, man, no, no, all listen, right, he, okay. He's he working on it. He just told okay. you. Okay, so y'all make Nike sure. Release. All right, well, everybody, make sure you follow his Instagram and Facebook, so ladies, we know when it's about to release. <laughs> There it is. Yeah, I've got the general theme of it together. You know, I just gotta okay together. Okay, it's in the works. Yep. Yeah. 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 Well, Debra, once again, man, we yeah. Well, Debra, once again, man, we we thank you for coming out and hanging out with us here um, in the eight hundred three three six, dude. It's been fantastic. Um, Once again, I mean, we we literally, I ain't trying to like you know you know, puff us up or whatever, but we be having some dope people in the neighborhood. Like <laughs> we ain't missed yet. So like everybody right. who's been in here has really had their own um invention, their own vibe, their own business that they rolling with and they have all been spectacular. So we definitely encourage you guys once again, if we have not made it clear, 
check out his website check out his fragrance fragrances check them out you won't be disappointed Kendrick, two more things two more things so tomorrow um the indubitable frames will drop uh unisex and the ladies editions but you can see that they're all uh, gradient colored right there also I'm going to put these on, you know, just for demonstration purposes. But these are the women's frames right here on their cat eye. You can see that as well. I love so those a good will be cat tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gradient, gradient cat eyes. And then uh, for future works, looking into uh, launching a brand of gummies. So be on the lookout for those. This man, man. multi-talented this man. man. This man about to open his this own Walmart, yo. He said Walmart. Listen, D bro, don't don't let him compare you. <laughs> it, it, it was no disrespect, bro. It Come was, it was on, no disrespect there, bro. It was no hey, disrespect. Hey, Walmart, I was just... they, they billionaires though. They billionaires. Yeah, see that man? You know, I mean, hey, but not the, that's true. Not, not the consumers, not the people <laughs> that you see. <laughs> I ain't never seen a billionaire at Walmart. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, man, we look forward to that. Like you said, listen, so by the time this drops, the shades will already have dropped. So um, just be on the lookout for those shades, man. Um, they're dope, dope shades. Like I said, the cologne is gonna be dope. Got some other things in the work. We don't want works. We don't want to speak on that too much. We want to, you know, let him. As we've heard his creative process, man, this, this man is, is a he, he's already uh, becoming a, a legend. So. Just, uh, <laughs> just uh, you know, I, I got to hype you up, man. I got to hype you up. So I appreciate it. Be on the lookout, man, and make sure you support uh, his, his venture fellas, man. And you know what, ladies, if you want something to buy for your fella, look no further, man. There's an idea right there. And and fellas, man, you want to get something for your lady, get the new shades. The, get the new shades for your girl, man. Summer's coming up, man. Is We we probably going to be outside a little more. So there perfect time for the shades. So there we go. There yeah. it is. Yo, yo, here we go at the end of another episode of the 80336. I say this every week, but these shows just keep getting better. Like, they they really, legitly are just getting better. Yeah, man, each week, as, as we say, man, we just growing and getting more comfortable and, and it's just becoming easier and easier. So once again, as always, we always appreciate everybody tuning in to the listeners, to the supporters, everybody who gives us feedback, who shows love to our guests. Um, you know, we always appreciate it. And we, we thank y'all so much for y'all support. We hope y'all continue to support as we continue to grow because it's all about growth, man. We, we don't stop here. We just keep going. Yeah, this right. week was a, a lot of fun. We talked about so many different things, but like the boys say, like every week keeps getting even better. Like, I don't know. I feel like this one was even better than the last one we just did. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think this this was probably our our most uh, diverse episode, just as far as topics, because we talked about a lot of different topics um, in regards to um, the virtual learning and the the shoe thing and being an entrepreneur and this week on the neighborhood, man. So this was probably our, our most diverse episode so far. I, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I think but, so. It's up yeah. there. It's up yeah. there. So. And once again, we want to, you know, give a round of applause to our, I guess, you know, DeMarcus for coming out, hanging out with us um, one more time, just in case you guys missed it in the last segment. Um, hey, Debra, go ahead and shut yourself out, man. Tell them one more time where they can find you at. Find us at indubitablehouse.com or on Instagram at indubitablehouse and Facebook, same name. There you go. You heard it here from him. And, you know, like as always, any of our visitors in the neighborhood, we'll post them on the website, I mean, on the IG website, you know, so you guys can can check them out, a direct link to them. Um, and definitely make sure you go on that page again and check out his free samples. Absolutely. And we'll, like I said, we'll have the website on because some of y'all might not know how to spell indubitable, but we got you. Don't, <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Don't even, don't even worry about uh, it. <laughs> That's <laughs> a know, real thing right there. Just That's tell Siri how to, ask Siri how to do it. I'm saying that because I was having a little trouble trying to memorize how to spell it. Um, Found <laughs> it like out, to, Mike. Yeah, I like to think I'm a decent speller, but had to think a little bit, right? <laughs> Glad I wasn't in the spelling bee um, for that word. <laughs> <laughs> that word, that word might have took me out the first round. Like, it might have. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll post everything on uh, on our page and in, in our stories, and we we'll probably do like a little post as well with his logo, and um, you know, so people can kind of see and get a better uh, feel and see up close and personal what Indubitable is all about. So yeah, man, just, uh, once again, man, we appreciate everybody as, as always, man. Um, thank you again, uh, D bro. Appreciate you for coming on, man. And, and just talking appreciate to the people. Having me. A little time out of you. Yes. Thank you. Oh man. Always, 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 man. So just keep it up, man. I look forward to seeing, you know, more of what you got going. So, and once again, thank all the listeners for tuning in, man. We appreciate y'all. There it is. So as always, this is KD. I'm here with my man Fresh, my girl Lay, and we signing off. Peace out. Peace. Peace.